FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to the Believe in FCS football podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson. We are two former teammates from the University of Rhode Island, bringing you the latest analysis and buzz surrounding FCS football. Today's episode, we are getting into our FCS national championship favorites and then also some sleepers that you should be aware of, have on your radar that could potentially surprise some teams in next year's playoff. Before we get to that, though, I need to tell you folks about Bet Online. I'm not letting Sean I'm do gonna it because lose. he, decide, <laughs> you he do decides not, to come in. You do not take my reads from no, me. No, you d- you decided to hurt my feelings before we started how recording. Would, you, how did I you hurt did your an, feelings? You d- yeah, you didn't hurt my feelings, but you did an impersonation of me. And so, you know what? If you're going to impersonate me, I'm going to do the read, and you're not going to get to do it. Okay, well, let me look at the Moink read. Oh, wait, we only have one read for this week, so how about I stick with it? <laughs> I'd find you the damn read. Well, You're the one uh, who bets and loses all your goddamn money, so do the damn read. You are blaring in my cans right now. Good. Still. Golly. <laughs> what a touchy interface this thing is. Um, Turn me down. The hell is this read? Bet online? Oh, you know me. I'm going to try to sneeze during this read just to get, because Joe said he could just shut me down at any time during this show. So I've got a sneeze coming. I hope I get through it during no, this read. I'm going to try sneeze. my best. I want, I want the interns to come back to me and say, hey, we we, we heard this sneeze that Sean what had. In, do we have interns? Yeah, I have, I have three interns. You have three interns? Yeah, Believe does. You don't. Why don't you pass one my way? I got some work I need You don't done. need it. <laughs> you don't need it. Yo, intern. I think we both I think I could use an intern. No, you don't. Uh, no, whatever. You could go find one in DC for your own your own shit that you do. Not, is this a cursing show now? I, apparently. Go ahead. Do your read. I have never sworn on this show. You've sworn maybe Live five times in the last two shows. Don't a you Hey, producer man, I need you to let me know when the rules of, of, of Believe change on me. There was never a rule that we couldn't curse. There's tons of shows that curse. We have a show called the Slapdick Podcast. What are you telling me that we can and can't curse? I'm going to call you Birkenstock from here on out because all you okay. ever do is flip flop. That's all you, think, you ever do. You think, do. All you, you think, Jason Brown. I think we should no, be really always, professional you, on the show, and we shouldn't curse, and we should put the best foot forward. You have always been the one who is has been against cursing. Do you want a radio? Ga- <laughs> BetOnline.ag. NBA Finals are happening. Suns are up two one on Giannis and the Bucks, and you have the opportunity to throw some money down at least for one more game because it's only two one. MLB is going to be returning after the All-Star break. NHL is over, but that's okay. I like betting on the MLB, and Joe's turned this read into just a pile of hot (laughs) garbage because he sucks the energy out of me. But I get my energy back when I'm sitting in my parents' basement and gambling, and that's what I like to do. And I know a lot of you out there like to do it also, but you're too scared to say anything unlike your boy here. So go to betonline.ag. Let me know the bets you're placing. I want to hear it. I want to know that there's someone else of the of similar ilk as me. Uh, visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before that next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Honestly, Bet Online shouldn't even pay us for doing these reads. That um, tagline is so difficult for me every single time. <laughs> I, I've I have stumbled <laughs> upon it many a times. Why is it I it? It's cons- It's weird consonants. That's what yeah. it is. It's right, weird it's, consonants it, to accentuate. <laughs> the wording is not weird, but because of the where you try to lay your emphasis, if you come in too hot, you end up just stumbling through it. And I, I do that read four times a week for all, for the draft prospect show. So I, I usually stumble upon it once. Each I think week. rolling off the your to an on, that's pr- that's kind of tough. The your online, yeah, and then it becomes one word. Yeah. I yeah, I, I, I have never done that read 100% cleanly. I'll no give them a how free many pitch. Times. Bet online. The online sports book experts. <laughs> one take. That's what I can do for you. <laughs> that's what I can, give me another one. I will fix the taglines. Every single company out there. It's not difficult for me. And it's not like the tagline was even wrong. It's just easier. Well, reach God, out to bet online and brilliant. All right, Sean, let's get into talking to FCS favorites and sleepers. So the motivation on today's episode, we want to talk about two teams that we picked each. I think, uh, no, we didn't have one that we didn't have the same, same team on. Uh, we didn't each pick one of the same teams. So we're going to have we four different unique teams. teams would be another way of wording that. To just, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We I'm have sorry, I can't let you live. I'm sorry. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm sitting on the gas here. <laughs> yeah, I stumble, I stumble, and then you, you <laughs> kick my other leg out from un- under me. Um, today, we are going to talk about four different teams that we think are going to be the biggest favorites to win the national championship in 2021 for the fall, for the fall season. I think we're going to be in agreement on three of these. There's one of these that I very much do not agree with you, Sean, and we're going to find out which one that is. But I, I want to pitch my first one here. This one is always going to be an obvious one, just as your last one is always going to be an obvious one. I, I, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me, especially all the JMU fans that we have. But James Madison is going to be in the conversation as always. But I think this year, more than any other year, is going to be one of their strongest opportunities to actually take home the crown. You look at what they did in recruiting Sean during the off season. The transfer portal is becoming a necessary asset for bigger programs to take talented players and bring them over at the, we're talking at the FBS level to get guys from the FCS to come up and play for these big SEC schools, these big 10 schools. Instead, we're seeing JMU snag guys that were depth players that got screwed out of a, a maybe a starting position or a rotational position, decided to leave, and here they are coming to James Madison. And I'm looking at just the top group of transfer portal guys, Jordan Funk from Army, Jalen Phelps, Eastern Michigan. He has 42 career games under his belt, nine starts. Josh Surratt, safety from uh, VMI, 13 games, 11 starts. Bryce Carter was a Hero Sports All-American defensive lineman at Towson in 2018, and then they got an Ohio State recruit, Zane Hamden. And I you know, I know that he didn't really get on the field a whole lot at Ohio State, which is kind of tough to do, Sean, <laughs> as a defensive lineman when you're, when you're competing with some of these other guys on that roster. But there is going to be that talent there. What, Hamden, Hamden wasn't able to beat out Chase Young? Yeah, exactly <laughs> my point. This guy's a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> this guy stinks. 
But I want to touch on that first, though. These transfers, like that's a big deal. Usually, like a, you'll see you'll see a team get one FBS transfer. They have this whole plethora of guys, and a number of them have a, a big background and a lot of career starts under their belt. It's uh, we had a couple mixed bags with FBS transfers. Uh, I guess a mixed bag would be uh, the proper way to say that, where. You could tell why they were FBS players. You could tell why they transferred. And all of them had different reasons, but you could you could kind of pick up on it. James Madison is in a weird spot where it is just very, very lucrative. And I wouldn't I, I would say probably a little more lucrative than Rhode Island. And that's not a knock on Rhode Island. It's just what JMU has been able to develop. They consistently got get guys on NFL teams, uh, whether draft or through just uh, uh, what is it, UDFAs. It, 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 they are a good funnel to the NFL. So guys see this and they see, well, you know what? It's not even necessarily a downgrade because instead of barely playing my senior year at, say, Ohio State or I don't know, wherever else, I'll go there. I'll play 13 games because we're going to go to the playoffs and then I'm going to become a UDFA if I'm a starter that performs. It's a great funnel system and it's a great funnel system for a ton of Top, top 10 FCS programs. Top 25, you may, you might get one, two guys a team. Maybe. It's tough. <laughs> you know, it's tough. But uh, it's a it's the top top five, 10 teams. You get something like that, you're like, oh, wow, we're really cooking here. I might actually get this shot that I, I didn't think I was going to get at the FBS school. And I think like a good example for James Madison is Rondell Carter, who originally was at Rutgers. Rutgers, not a very good program while he was there. He has his reasons for leaving. Ends up being the Buck Buchanan Award winner. A lot of people thought he was going to get drafted, does not, and now he is on the Indianapolis Colts roster. So a lot of those transfers that they've gotten, and that group that we named is not the only group of guys that have transferred from FBS programs over the past few years that are going to be stepping into important roles. The rest of this roster, though, I look at, I, I see so many talented names, Sean. James Carpenter, Antoine Wells had really good years last year as young guns. Percy Ajay Obasay, from what I recall from re recently looking, is expected to come back and play for the Dukes, and that is so important for this JMU offense, specifically because I'm a little bit unsure how much I can trust Cole Johnson as the starting quarterback. He's very inconsistent. They looked good when he was running things, but he's not necessarily someone you can trust in a crunch time situation like I feel about with a guy similar to like Eric Schmidt. I can't really trust them in those close games because they do make some critical mistakes. And then the last thing I got to say, Sean, Mike Green is one of the most underrated defensive tackles at the FCS level. The dude is a baller. He is going to get NFL looks for a reason. And I, I'm just throwing this in there. I love his whole sunglass bit. And it makes me so happy that he, he, he wore the sunglasses for his roster picture and then he gets a deal signed with a sunglass company. I, I'm going to go pull it up really quick. But I, I want to know which company it is. But that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's a great bit. I remember uh, Mike Gilbert, who was a senior my freshman year. He got his nose broken in a game on Sunday. And then the next day, uh, the practice on Tuesday, he came out. And I guess his, uh, his nose was all swollen and both his eyes were black. And he comes out, and I think his girlfriend's uh, big sunglasses onto the field. And I don't know if I've ever <laughs> laughed as hard in my life because it's just a goofy look, but it's just a funny look. And if you could pull that look off, why not get sponsored by a sunglass company? Congrats to you, Mike Green. Uh, blenders Eyewear 
is the company. You know, I'll, I'll give a little shout out to uh, one of our NIL guys. Uh, use code MG3 to get 16% off of uh, your first pair hey, of Hey, where's blenders. our kickback guy? I'm not giving him. I'm. I am supporting. Where the hell is our kickback? What do you mean kickback? You want to chase him down? You want? To Wait, what are we doing free person? plugs on this show for? I am being. You know who I'll do free plugs for? Craig Haley. I'll do. I'll do a free plug for Craig Haley. That's it. I'm just being polite. Not a lot of. Not a lot of FCS guys got sponsorships. Sean, try to support the community. What are Fine, you doing? I'm going pl- to plug Ivory. Think Gold. Okay. There you go. We weren't talking. We, every time we talk about Rhode Island, you can you can plug Think Gold. You still stink on, on ice. I'm still waiting on him to send me some gear. Are you going to buy it? The, yeah. I told no, him a while not. ago I wanted no, to no, buy it. No, no, you said send through. me some gear. You, you didn't say I'll buy some gear. I'd buy it from him. Just you just changed your tone. Know, I, don't, I don't even know if he's selling. I don't even, I don't even know if he's selling stuff right now. You We're know when Kyrie was selling him. his gear, I didn't say, hey, Kyrie, why don't you hook me up? I said, hey, Kyrie, I'm going to buy a shirt from you because you're now selling shirts. I you know, you're, you're developing your brand and we're friends and former teammates. Okay. So I'm going to support you in full and not ask for some type of discount. Sean, give me your pick. I'd buy <laughs> gear. My pick. <laughs> he gave free stuff to Dwayne Haskins. Who? Ivory. Different scenario. <laughs> Who's your pick? Oh, Sam used to say, whatever. You want to, you, you, I need to go back to what you just said because you're almost evaluating yourself on the same level. I know you're doing a it bit. It was a joke. It, that's an incendiary comment that you just made. It was a joke. <laughs> Can you pitch your, your, your first team? For Whatever, man. The starting quarterback Eric Schmidt's returning. Uh, they ran through an at- incredibly tough playoff gauntlet last year. Uh, picked up a Tulsa tight end and a Memphis linebacker in this offseason through a transfer portal. And biggest of all, Jaquez Ezra uh, is possibly returning. It's listed on the roster that he's returning for his graduate se- uh, season, but it's still possible. Joe, you considered yourself to this, be the same level as Dwayne Haskins. Can, That's can, what I'm taking. You, I, I wish I could give a, a more in-depth hey, breakdown hey, can, on Sam. Do you understand State, what satire also, is? The, the former, do you understand what satire is? God, I understand who you are. I understand your ego and who you I get, think uh, you are. I did. I legitimately was not comparing myself to Dwayne Haskins. You're an ass. You think you know good radio? I joke. <laughs> There's another incendiary comment. You know what? Hey, screw it. I'm gonna go eat dinner after this episode. Get to the point right after. We gotta yell at each other. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, even though you have work, you have to get done. Look, oh I actually God, do want to give you a hard time mind. for this for this for this Sam Houston pick. I actually look. I understand a lot of people are going to be favoring Sam Houston State to be the returning favorite to win the national championship. But I, you know, call this a hot take or not, I think that they they won a national championship based on circumstance. They faced a number of teams, and I look. I understand Sam Houston State was going through it as well. Uh, I was talking with Matt McRobert, and apparently, you know, no locker room the whole year. They also had no power for a period of time. But you see the circumstances of having to or having the ability to face some weaker teams because of COVID. They also come to the national championship, and Mark Gronowski goes out because of injury. Instead, Keaton Heidi has to play the game, and he struggled a ton. Big reason why they lost was because they didn't have they didn't have Mark Gronowski starting at quarterback. They're probably not going to have him next season. Part of me wonders if they were just a team that was in the right time, right situation in a lot of these games and were able to stay close enough 
to squeak their way out in a lot of these. And I understand they dominated a ton last year during the regular season. I just don't know if I can sell myself that they're going to do that again. Not to mention the fact that they, and I know this is a little contradictory when I'm about to talk about South Dakota State, they also played the longest season out of any FCS team. They are ultimately at a disadvantage for being entirely back, ready, healthy, fully ready to go. We don't know what the effects are going to be on having a short recovery time to get back into training camp. We saw the impacts of the NBA where they had a quick turnaround from the bubble to this season, and you had all the stars go down during the NBA playoffs, and here we are in the finals with with two unexpected teams. I, I would not be surprised if something like that happens with a team like Sam Houston State, who looked so, so good, but might be held back a little bit because of that quick turnaround. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm. I'm I didn't. Never said they were definitively going to win. I never. I said they have. I, I'm. I meant it as they have as good of a chance as anybody. But also, I, I, dude, in the playoffs, beat Monmouth, beat North Dakota State, beat James Madison, beat South Dakota State. I know at times all of those teams had their own flaws and faults in the games. JMU special teams. South Dakota State lost their own quarterback. North Dakota State wasn't the full team that they normally are. Whatever. You beat those three teams. That is enough for me to say, yes, you can contend again and you have as good a chance as anybody else in the FCS to uh, win next year's championship. That's a playoff team. That's a team that succeeded in the playoffs during possibly the hardest football season playoffs of all time. Well, see, that's that's what I'm getting at, though. Yes, they fought through a ton of adversity, and I think it is admirable admirable the way – I don't know why I couldn't say admirable – the way that they played based on those circumstances. Again, Matt McRobert was telling me how they didn't have power because of the blizzard that, that went through for a period of time. There were guys that didn't have water and stuff like that in their apartments and in their dorm rooms. Like That's stuff that's very difficult to go through. But North Dakota State has this quasi-situation where Trey Lance is gone after playing one game in the fall, and then they have to quickly figure out their quarterback situation. And they didn't really have a next guy up. Now they have that figured out. I think that, and we're going to talk about Quincy Patterson in a little bit, who's a very talented quarterback, but they were in a, in a between phase where they didn't really have talent at quarterback. And I think if Quincy Patterson was able to play at that period of time, I think that would have been a completely different ball game. I think North Dakota State would have won, and they wouldn't even have advanced as far as they did. You know what? I'm going to call a Navy admiral uh, to come over there and slap some Spence into you after that Sam Houston Eat State shit. game. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> so waiting for you to stop for that one. I couldn't wait. <laughs> you have you have no analytical comeback, but that's what I get. This is oh god, I don't know why I do this show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, South Dakota State, though, Sean, I, I want to talk about them. They are my next pick for a, a favorite for the FCS National Championship. And I know that similar circumstance, played a long season, difficult um, scenarios, having to play through a tough year, and then now the quick turnaround. They are likely not to have Mark Gronowski back from what I'm hearing and that's part of the reason why they brought in transfer Chris Oladokin from Samford. Now, the other thing that I am hearing from uh, you know a, a source of mine who works with one of the All-Star games, apparently NFL teams really like Chris Oladokin. Not as a uh, an NFL starter or a developmental guy, but as a UDFA player, somebody that can make a roster maybe as a backup or a third string or to sit on a practice squad. There's a reason for that. For that. 
The guy's a dual threat athlete, good quarterback, good with his legs. He's going to step in, and they're going to potentially not get an upgrade over Mark Gronowski, but not really miss a beat with him as the starting quarterback. The big thing for me, too, though, Isaiah Davis, Pierre Strong Jr., both super talented. They're going to be coming back, and they are going to be ready to run. You're just a hypocrite, and I'm not taking away from uh, South Dakota State. But you just said about how they had a they they're not going to have as much legs because they had to play as long of a season. But they and were actually they don't have physically their starting quarterback. They were, at, but Chris Oladokin. I like him. We both like him. We both have. He was. He has been on fat stats on this show. Mm-hmm. You are but, a hypocrite. I want you to acknowledge it. I'm not going to hate on this take because it's a similar take okay. that I had for Sam Houston State. Okay. Just acknowledge that there's a t- there's a little tinge of hypocrisy sitting there. I think that South Dakota I, State oh, may good. have earned more of the victories that they did, especially during the playoffs, than Sam Houston State did. All right, pocket full, uh, sock full of quarters or dumbbell on a chain. What do you want? You get one choice. <laughs> dumbbell on a chain. Wasn't I the one who sent you that? <laughs> yeah, that's a callback. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a joke for one. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, that those are the options of which I would uh, I was giving Joe for which he'd rather have me beat him uh, in the head with. <laughs> Dumbbell on a chain. All right, what's your last He's pick? holding it like that. It's just weird. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, your last pick? Uh, my last one here. And it's not the last one because anybody can emerge because it's the FCS and it is great. North Dakota State. Why? Because they're North Dakota State. And since the genesis of this show, we said, unless we see some crazy ass dramatic, there you go, Sean. Nope, that still counts on the radio. Unless we see some Ooh. crazy shifts uh, within North Dakota State, which I don't know, we saw one year, and really, that's it. That they weren't in the 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 finals. Cool. Uh, they have just infrastructure. They have players. They have uh, just guys that want to come and play there because they know they're still technically a part of a dynasty. So why not go and stay there? Uh, they also added uh, uh, Virginia Tech transfer quarterback Quincy Patterson. We know they had their quarterback woes with Zeb Nolan. We know that they've had issues there. Uh, the Bison fans have been a little bit restless. Uh, Joe has been incredibly restless with their quarterback situation. I'll say this right now. Hard to replace Trey Lance, but it was also hard to replace uh, uh, Dum Dum Carson Wentz. You know, it's not hard, but they, dumb, dumb? They, they, I, I was calling myself dumb, dumb, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not easy to do that, but they kind of did it twice just then. And then Easton stick also NFL backup quarterback. So they're a team that knows how to get quarterbacks that know how to play quarterback. Uh, I don't know if Zeb's going to keep training and doing his thing and put up a, a, a real training camp fight with Patterson, but. You know, you get an FBS quarterback transfer in that system with that coaches and that infrastructure. You really might have a chance in a dangerous team. They also added uh, SMU running back uh, Tameric Williams, and they're also keeping Cordell Volson. And that is what I am most excited about because North Dakota State has a great offensive line. They just do. They mm-hmm. Them, South Dakota State, Nichols always has a good offensive line. Uh, there's just teams that have good offensive lines. Uh, and keeping your anchor – that's a big deal when you have somebody that can continuously take the reins as a senior leader on the offensive line. You say, okay, now it's your turn. And then you pass it down. Now it's your turn. It's similar to every other position group, but in that group, it's pretty tight knit where everybody is always on the same page. Obviously with receivers, you're running routes. You want to have good chemistry, but with that group, it's 
everybody needs to be on the exact same page uh, or else the entire play will be destroyed before it even any before anybody else has a chance to mess it up. Uh, so you have an anchor there that kind of uh, holds everybody accountable and keeps the O-line play to as high as possible. That's something that is very dangerous f- for me to look at. Like, oh, wow, you know, they're going to continue to run the ball for 150 plus yards a game. And maybe they're going to have a strong passing attack this year to go with that. And that's something I'm like, all right, well, that's and North Dakota State's bread and butter. That's something that I see that will happen. And uh, do not count them out by any means. No, no. And I, I think that this is a team that went through some difficult circumstances last year. They're, you know, they're dealing with having to move on from Trey Lance, a guy who had, was so prolific, so, so talented. And you have to figure that out. And Zeb Noland, I mean, he really underperformed. And there's a reason why they went and got a guy like Quincy Patterson. You just look at this guy's frame. I am so unbelievably distracted because the landscapers, of course, every time I'm recording, it's they choose to blast the uh, the lawnmower right when I'm in the middle of trying to record. That's always great. Well, it's but not coming through Pat- on my end. Also, don't be okay. on, the, on the West Coast because it's 8 p.m. now. And lawn, there's no landscaping going on right now. Yeah, I wish. Um, Quincy don't. Patterson, though. I, I see a guy that has an NFL frame, <laughs> 6'4", 232, there's a reason why he was as highly recruited as he was as a four-star recruit, and he is going to be that next-in-line type guy who super talented, just needs the right circumstance to step in, start, play, and he's going to be high-flying next year for the Bison. I'm sure the reason why he came there is saw Trey Lance, highly successful, goes to the NFL third overall pick. Maybe Patterson's not, or Patterson's likely not going to get drafted that high, but he's still good enough to be considered if he plays well next year as an NFL prospect. It'll be an interesting interesting team to follow. They're going to be back in the spotlight early, I would say. I, I think they're going to be blowing teams out. They're going to have some tough ones because, obviously, no quarterback. Uh, player turnover is always going to be a little messy. But by week four, I'd see them really getting everything in gear. Okay, now, Sean, I, I would like to have a uh, quick discussion on some maybe some sleeper teams to keep an eye out for. And when I say sleeper teams, I'm saying... It means Joe gets to do a bit. That's what it means. I'm actually, I'm actually changing my pick. Oh, are you? Interesting. I like that. Um, I like that sleeper team. I tell you what, you know what? I, when when we say, <laughs> when we say sleeper team, I'm talking about a team not necessarily that's going to come out of nowhere and win a national championship. Yeah. I'm saying a team that is going to surprise people, make it to the playoff, maybe go on a run. This year's Sam Houston State or this year's Central Arkansas, somewhere along those lines. So, Sean, let's hear yours first. Well, Joe already shot down mine in our pre-show meeting, but it's okay. I think he just likes his team a lot, and he wanted to be able to talk about it. I'll give him that floor yeah. after I'm done. Uh, North Dakota, uh, they are a team that ever since we've been watching them, they've always had fast linebackers that hit hard. They've also they've always had a, a running back that can just hit a, a what is it? A one cut running back is the is the uh, player mm-hmm. development trait in Madden. I think when you're recruiting somebody, you can get like yes. the uh, the speedster, the the power and then the one cut guy. They always have a one cut guy uh that that is fine. He's always going to break the first tackle. And they play hard. And I feel like that's a culture that's been cultivating Stupid choice of words that's been brewing uh, in North Dakota for, for <laughs> Is that <a> much better. <laughs> oh God, that's you know that's a car that's been driving all the way down. It's just a stupid way to speak, Sean. Um, but they've been brewing something strong there in North Dakota, 
And that's something that you just can't, you know, when you go to Alabama, you expect to be excellence. You don't expect to play year one also. You know, there are expectations when you go to certain programs. When you go to Towson, you expect to be one of the meanest teams that that you've ever played because that's what they are. (laughs) Um, North Dakota, you play in them, you go play for them, you expect to go 100% the the entirety of the game, every single player. And that's what I've seen. I've not seen one loaf from North Dakota on any play from any player. I just haven't. And maybe maybe I'm just missing some because I'm going to hear, oh, Sean, what happened in this game when they lost by 20 points? Shut up. All right? I'm saying <laughs> it, it just shut up. <laughs> They're a team that plays hard and fast. Why don't you like that? Loser. Oh, God. Who am I attacking? I don't. Yeah, I don't know who you're attacking. <laughs> you're up, Joe. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of North Dakota, especially because of how good Otis Way was last year. They sprung onto the scene – Outplayed like expectations. I mean, I'm going to say this, uh, not, and <laughs> this is not my perception. Yeah. You're an idiot. I the know. things that you entertain you. Uh, there was always a, a natural perception that North Dakota was a soft team by people on the outside, by fans. And I think last year they broke that stigma. They didn't appear soft. They punched some teams in the mouth. They won some upset games. Last year was a really strong year for them. I don't hate this as a sleeper pick. I think this is a good pick. The only reason why I was giving you a hard time in the pre-show discussion is that I think that like it's a little more obvious. You know, like I don't know if I'd pick them as a sleeper because they're probably going to be a playoff team last year, like they were this previous year. Pardon That's what me. I was getting at. Yeah, for once, the, everybody, everybody, get out your notepads and take the note of uh, July thirteenth or fourteenth. When sh- when Sean finally went and decided to pick a somewhat obvious uh, a team or pick, you tune in to get to the point. I dare you to lis- listen to NFL centers and boozers. I dare you, because you'll hear Joe DeLeon chalking it up, chuck, chuck, chuck. Don't go there. Everywhere. Don't, don't go there. My pick as a sleeper, <laughs> southeastern Louisiana. I, do, I don't think anybody, uh, a lot of people really remember this, folks. Uh, I think more people need to, but who was the Walter Payton winner last year? Oh, that's right. It was Mr. Cole Kelly who mm, threw for 2,662 yards, 18 mm. touchdowns, only four interceptions. What a ratio by my guy there. And then not to mention the fact, rushes for 153, seven more rushing touchdowns. That was in seven games. There's guys who don't put up those stats in a normal season. Cole Kelly was toasting opposing defenses last year, and I see this as a team that is unbelievably talented. They have so much potential across the board, and I think that dealing with the circumstance of COVID, they weren't necessarily able to reach the potential that they could have possibly hit, but we saw glimpses of it, and there's a reason why Cole Kelly was able to to win the Walter Payton Award because he's clearly the best quarterback returning, if not one of the best quarterbacks. Now, I know he's built like a tight end, and that's a running joke on the show. They're going to be a lot better than 4-3 and three next year. They dealt with some, some difficult circumstances, and some of those losses aren't against bad teams. I see Incarnate Ward. I see Southern Illinois. Give them a full schedule. Good teams. They are going to be a 4- or a 3-loss team, and they're going to make their way into the playoff like they did two years ago. You know, Joe, I'm glad you uh, put that one little t- uh, uh, statement in there uh, about, um, 
Kelly because I was about to say, oh, look at who's the big Cole Kelly as a quarterback fan now. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's, I'm, I'm tired of, of ragging on you. So, you know, I know that right now you can appreciate at this point in his career how good he is at quarterback. So well, I'm just going to leave that six foot seven. There. 265 pounds so that's yeah brock osweiler also made like 100 million dollars in the in the nfl he's he's bordering offensive tackle measurements he if he came in going to going to five guys a little bit too much in the offseason you could line him up at right tackle dude could you can you tell the uh, this doesn't we don't talk about this on fcs we have two more things to get to in our kwame's corner it's not titled mailbag but it's kwame's corner tell about the four patties please Please tell him. Oh, about the four uh, wait, which four? <laughs> Just your recent trip. Tell? I'll say right now, I'm a big eater. Uh, obviously, offensive linemen had to eat mm-hmm. a ton in uh, college football. Still a big eater, even though I don't play, which is why I look the way that I do and I have zero discipline. But Joe DeLeon is the only person I've ever met who will, who is admitted to going <laughs> to Five Guys and consistently ordering four patties on a burger. One burger, four patties. I will eat two patties on a burger. It'll be delicious. I cannot imagine doubling the meat on that sandwich. And uh, I'm sorry, you, you talked about Five Guys and Cole Kelly. Please tell the listeners what you did this last weekend. So this was during Fourth of July weekend, and oh, I had sorry. been out with a friend <laughs> who I went to high school with. He also went to URI, uh-huh. ends up being out here visiting his girlfriend. So I went yeah. up, met up with him, and I think like most of us, I drank most of the day. So as the night comes to the end, yeah, I worked. I was tired, and I was trying to. I think as most twenty-year-olds would do, was trying to sober up. Mm-hmm. Not like a hundred percent, but like I was just trying to be not drunk so I could go to bed at a normal level. Which I yeah. had stopped drinking like three hours prior, so I was already on track for that. But I was like, I'm it gonna eat a lot of food. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna eat a lot of food so I feel comfortable, and I'm just gonna pass out. And I'm gonna go to bed. And I'm gonna feel <laughs> yeah. great tomorrow morning. So we went to In and Out. And I don't know if you folks have been in and out. Cheapest burgers you're ever going to get, but they're absolutely amazing. It was a $12 bill for the two double doubles. Oh. Two double doubles. I ate two double doubles, a thing of French fries, and then a large chocolate milkshake. But I didn't eat lunch. So, like, that was my meal for the- <laughs> Look at him qualifying it. <laughs> I'm not it's proud fine. of it. It's I'm not fine. proud of it. I'm proud of it. I love it. <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> God. All right, Sean, you want to get to Kwame's corner? I, I So I have to randomly throw in here. So today I tweeted out about how I, I didn't know. I thought Drew Himmelman was going back to Illinois State. Mm-hmm. Ryan points out to me, he did, he also thought the same because Drew Himmelman literally told him. Drew Himmelman actually faked him out, I believe. I think Drew Himmelman told him he was going to declare. Then he shows up on the Illinois State roster it seems like he's going back, and then today we find out he's on the Denver Broncos, which is totally random and strange that we're just discovering this today and and now. Uh, and you know, like Kwame, as he typically is, he just is lurking. And I made a somebody commented on it, and I said <laughs> the, the dude is massive. <laughs> no, he didn't get at me. He just liked one of the comments on the oh. tweet. I just I haven't heard anything from Kwame. I miss him in so long. Yeah, I miss Kwame. I thought he. Would, I thought if I pulled for questions, he'd send in one. But same thing with Kyle. And Kyle He's just the guy likes we named the, 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 the segment after. Should Should we make it uh, uh, Collins Corner? I'll be damned. I, did Colin Cedric send in a, in a question? 
He did not, but he liked the tweet for the mailbag. Too bad. I was a little miffed. I was a little miffed when he. Like I said, it's a it's it's a rotational corner name. If somebody, it, it sure is, it sure as hell is not going to be anybody from the NFL prospects podcast that corner. <laughs> it will not be the Ryan's corner or the Alex's corner. I, I'll be damned. Well, but, get, but get to the point. It was sponsored by Ryan Roberts at one point. We can't sponsor the mailbag by Ryan. Roberts. No, he cannot. He sends in the most questions. He listens you know to the show the most consistently. I'm happy that uh, Himmelman is keeping Roberts on his toes. I feel like that's that's fun. You know, not fun for Ryan, but, you know, let's keep him on his toes a little bit. I have to say <laughs> it's a little annoying where, like, uh, you and I will make, like, a slight mistake. Like, uh-huh. a, just a tiny, tiny clerical detail mistake on something relating to a player or a team that nobody else would notice. And every time we put out an episode and we make a mistake... Ryan points it out immediately. Like, can't let me live. Can't let me be. It's like, you got this. You know know what a mistake is? Being a Phillies fan, Ryan. Keep on going to that trash ballpark. I'm also a Phillies fan. I'm also wearing my Phillies hat. So eat it. Okay, first question comes from Ryan (laughs) Roberts. Four candidates that you think may be in line to take over the mantle as biggest star on the FCS level with Trey Lance gone. So we did half of the work. (laughs) Whatever. I'll put Cole Kelly in as one of mine. Cole okay, Kelly. I like I like Cole Kelly. Okay, cool so mate. you went with Julius Chestnut, who stood a huge fanboy. I'm a huge fanboy of Julius Chestnut. His feet, uh, the way that he runs, the the you know everything about him. Leaving you on uh, on hold on an interview, uh, that's great for me. Um, <laughs> I love wasting he's, an hour. That's he's great. great. He's <laughs> always a big fan of sitting around for an hour. Th- thanks, Julius. <laughs> Uh, my pick, though, Cameron Ward. <laughs> Why are you skipping uh, over? That's I had no doubt. You, he's, he's I don't want to talk he, about him. He's just, for me, personally, watching him as a football player, not as a, a, a possible interviewee for Mr. Joe DeLeon, he is a star. And he is going to be on the next level. He is just an absolute star at the running back position. Your turn, My Joe. pick, though, Cameron Ward, Incarnate Ward's Ward. As, he didn't follow me back on Twitter. Said. Who are you talking about? Ward. Did he not? No, I don't know. I didn't follow him. I was just doing uh, a you bit. Sorry. Probably didn't. <laughs> my my point, though, Cameron <laughs> Ward has a lot of the tools, I think, to be an elite-level FCS quarterback. For uh, sure. I've talked to Ryan about it. Ryan's talked to him. I think I think we recorded an interview for him for draft prospects. Like He's that much of a fan of Cameron Ward. He's got that off-platform stuff, which... NFL teams are absolutely obsessed with, uh, you know, good, good rip of the football off of his hand. Th- this is, you know, I really trust Ryan's word, war, war, Ryan's word, a lot of word wards going on here. Ryan's word when it comes to spotting these talented small school quarterbacks, because I mean, this is a guy who found Jason Brown, who's now at South Carolina. I, I think that Cameron Ward for me has that type of potential after a, an incredible first year to then eventually transcend and get better into these next few seasons before he has the opportunity to declare or maybe transfer up. I don't mind it, Joe. I don't mind it one bit. We're fans of his. All right, Sean, last question that we have from Alex Gilstrap, another member of the uh, Draft Prospects podcast. almost forgot the name of my own podcast. He wants to know, power rank top five best uniforms in the FCS go, so rip through just five ones that you like, Sean. 
Genuine Believe, after URI's uh, rework of their uniform, I think they're top five. They're like Villanova's, except they don't have all that accoutrement on the shoulders and the helmets. They're clean. They look good. Uh, Montana's maroon uniforms are beautiful. I like those a lot. Uh, Eastern Washington's matte black uniforms. Love it. I like what they do. Like the texture on the uniform. Like the look of it. Kennesaw State's all yellow is fantastic. They look like race cars out there. They look sleek and tough. Love those uniforms. Illinois State's all red, especially with the white helmet, is a great uniform. They look great. Better than Nichols because they're not accenting it with gray. Those are my top five. Uh, no qualms with any of those. My top five, uh, this is not in any particular order. North Dakota State, oh, I think you're a homer for picking URI. North Dakota State, JMU, I, I think, think needs to be pick. in the conversation. They always have clean uniforms, good alternates. Idaho underrated. JMU's terrible. Underrated. Idaho's You're really terrible. good. Mo- Montana State, underrated. I like terrible. the clean look of the, the gold and the blue. Awful. Dayton, I think the, the new uniforms that they have, I don't understand why you hate the new ones. I Hideous. think that those are dope. Those are clean. Those are super clean. That's five. And last one, that's not five. One, two, three, four, five. Jackson State is number six. Uh, <laughs> those are also very underrated. I think the Jackson State ones are good. JMU's uniforms are awful. They always have been purple and black in that fashion. You're a homer. The gold. I, homer. Homer. Powder blue, navy, and white. Fantastic colorway. Maybe I'm just salty that they're giving away our jerseys to season ticket holders. Could you pronounce the word maybe for me? No. Okay, cool. Are you not right. pissed about that? I was a little pissed. And what jerseys are they giving away? I don't know. They just said that if you if you sign up for season tickets, you get a game worn jer- jersey. And yeah, I got a jersey sitting I, right here next to me in a in a big plaque thing. I want. I I don't want them to just to, if they're getting rid of them, they should just send them to us. They shouldn't just be handing them we out. We have to, jerseys. We have one. I want all of them. I want the jerseys that I wore. I don't want some bum from Warwick to be wearing my jersey around. Or just throwing it into a pile. When you he gets have it and an actual it. jersey with your number. I don't have it. It's in New Jersey. I'm gonna. They also gave us the crap ones. I wanted the new ones. They didn't give us me. the new ones. You infuriate me. Okay. Uh, Sean, you any cl- yeah, you got any closing thoughts? Yeah, my uh, both my parents asked me, "Did you? How did you not shower? Uh, wash your hair last night? Uh, it's because I, I crashed out cold." Uh, I thought that's a nice little closing thought for the audience that your boy is down bad a little bit, but still brings the energy on the show when it's noticeably greasy in my hair. Uh, that's not great. Greasy. But uh, but yeah, always want to put on a good show for you listeners. Please follow everybody on the show on Twitter, Joe DeLeon at Joe DeLeon on Twitter, me at Sanderson Radio on Twitter, and then uh, Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, five-star review, little review. I, we look at those. So if you if you hate all the top 10 type team content, whatever, let us know. Uh, that's the closing thoughts. I kind of went into housekeeping there, Joe. Your closing thoughts? Uh, I have no closing thoughts. That was I all of it. I should have just kept on rolling then. That's how we do here at the FCS Football Podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. Remember, sh- uh, be sure to follow the new verified Believe mm. Twitter account at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. At Believe Podcasts. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Sure. I'm not supposed to be doing housekeeping. Okay. Well, that was good enough. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you (laughs) soon. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks, or something.